Hello, this is Bill Lytell again for some wisdom for your walk. I want to talk about Mark chapter 8, verse 36 today. I thought this always deeply, deeply impacted me. Going all the way back to when I was a young man sitting in church uh, and hearing the preacher talk about it or mention it. I began to read the Bible myself, of course, in Matthew, Mark, second book of the New Testament. I hit this verse and it would always, uh, it was like the Holy Spirit would cause me to pause in that moment and, and really drink it in. I mean, take it in deeply. And I encourage you in these next few minutes to try to <clears throat> drink this thought in. Uh, Jesus' words in Mark chapter 8, verse 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Now, I was thinking back about that, an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kid going through my teen years. and Because you're making your big decisions there. You're making lots of your lifelong changing decisions in your teenage and early 20s. You know, what occupation you're going to pursue, uh, what woman you're going to marry, or man you're going to marry as a woman. And so, you know... Am I going to be a fundamentalist, Bible-believing, literal interpretationist? Am I going to be more of an allegorist? Am I going to be a moderate, a liberal? How am I going to view things in life? Your philosophy of life begins to form, and you begin to decide what you want to be and how you want to live. Am I going to be an upright, moral, honest individual, or going to be immoral, dishonest individual? People make decisions all, all along those lines. Am I going to go for education and try to become a career person, like doctor, lawyer, dentist, something like that? Or am I going to be a, a, a mechanical individual, or am I going to be a plumber, electrician? So you're making all those big decisions uh, in life. And Jesus, and it really helps us, man. I mean, it just helped me to focus. And I think that's what this is. This is a focus verse. Uh, what, does it pro- what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world? And I suppose it's of our nature to gain. It's of our nature to possess. There's a chapter out of a book by A.W. Tozer called It's It's the Nature of God to Possess, called The Pursuit of God, a good book to read, by the way. And and that's an interesting thought. We we are of our nature. It's, It's our nature to make stuff, to own stuff, to gather stuff, to possess stuff. That's normal for a human being. By the end of a person's life, usually you can go to somebody's house and they've gained and possessed and gathered and some more than others, more than they need. And most of the time they have a cluttered situation where they got three of everything and they've gathered it through life because it's just of our nature to possess stuff. And it's of God's nature to possess us. And he lost us legally in the Garden of Eden through Adam and now we're uh, Satan's uh, children without him. You have your father the devil, he said. Lust of your father you'll do. You're going to act like him in John 8, 44. So now uh, he wants us back. He wants to buy us back. The word redemption is to buy back. So Christ came, paid for our sins on the old rugged cross, shed his blood. The third day God sealed that. That was accepted at the resurrection that no other person, a lot of people have bragged about stuff, talked about stuff, but Jesus was the only one that was sealed by the resurrection. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so now he's the 
Christ, the Son of the living God, on the right hand of the Father, waiting till all his foes are put under his feet, and he takes his rightful place in the throne as the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's coming down the road. What about your life? How's it going to weigh out? Now, I'm 70 years old now. I just turned 70 last month. And um, I would say the, the lion's share of everything I'm going to do has been done. The lion's share of my work has been done. The lion's share of my studying has been done. The lion's share of my reading has been done. The lion's share of my education has been done. And the lion's share of everything I look at in my life, pretty much what I have done now is, is I've done. I may have a year, two, five, six, eight, ten, but I don't have a whole lot more time. The Bible makes it clear if you make 70, you know, that's great. But if you go to 80, it won't be without some pain, some labor, and sorrow. And I have seen, and I've been around a lot of old people down here in South Florida, and I tell you what, I've seen the thing play its way out. And there's very few guys, very few women that go past 70 without trouble, physical trouble. You can tell that by getting with a group of old people. What is, there, what is the subject of conversation from somebody 70 or over? What's the, what's the general subject of conversation is? Uh, what surgery have you had? Uh, what doctor have you seen? What hospital do you recommend? Uh, what what pains do you have? What medicines do you take? And I can tell you that's a, that's the conversation of a lot of those. They, you get with twenty year old, thirty year olds. They don't talk about that. They talk about where'd you go skiing? Uh, you do water ski? Do you jog? Do you hike? Do you do you, you know what what are, what do you like to do as, as far as recreation goes? You know. Hopefully, as born-again believers, we talk about Jesus and soul winning and your neighbors getting saved and all that. I'm for that. I'm for making that sale. But a lot of people you watch, like uh, I've watched uh, through the years, I've lived in, you know, simultaneously with some people that spent their whole life to get wealthy. Uh, Howard Hughes, he died uh, pretty early on in my life. Uh, Howard Hughes, richest man in the world for a while, smart man, genius man, made a ton of money, billionaire. And died uh, naked, scared, and uh, alone. I've seen over and over uh, Michael Jackson, 50 years old. He was so his conscience was so polluted he couldn't sleep at night anymore. So he had a full-time doctor he hired to give him a medicine so he could sleep at night. The guy was negligent one night. And that boy died. Now, what about those men and so many others like them? They 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 put their they put their money in the wrong basket. They put their effort in the wrong basket. They put their life, and if I may say their soul, in the wrong basket. They thought this world was where it was at. They thought everything in this world was, was, was worth attaining. And so they laid it down. I no doubt in my life that Michael Jackson worked hard at what he did. There's no doubt in my mind that Howard Hughes worked hard at what he did. Or any of these rich people work hard at what they do. Elon Musk and all the rest of these guys. They put, it, they put it down, they're 24-7, they're totally dedicated. But okay, what do they got when it's over with? What do they have when they turn 75 years old? What, what do they have if they, if they don't have Christ? If they haven't settled the issue of the soul, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, there's none righteous, no, not one. Nobody's going to stand in the day of judgment, brother. Without Jesus Christ being your propitiation, your substitute, you're not going to stand before God. You're going to be declared guilty and cast into a place called the lake of fire. It's a horrible place. Nobody would want to go there. They're biblically taught. Don't let anybody ever talk you out of it. 
Bible's as clear on hell as it is on heaven. If there's no hell, there's no heaven. Uh, it's that clear. Uh, but there is a hell and there is a heaven. And Jesus Christ did what he could and what he has done for you that you can be saved and miss hell. But if you're so pursuing, I think one of the tricks of the devil is to get a guy so consumed with this world, just, just to eat his time up, just, just you know, put the, carrot in, the proverbial carrot in front of the donkey and have him, have him stress after this stuff and give him a little taste of it once in a while so he keeps going to gain in the world, gain in the world. I get a, I get a house, I get two houses, I get three houses, I get five houses, I, I, own, a, I own a private jet, I own a private helicopter. I own uh, a private island like Epstein uh, who sought pleasure as his God. And where is he today? Well, what good did that do him? What shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Folks, there's no more true words to put in your head than that. Gain the spiritual things that God offers you. Let your soul be saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to save you uh, from, from, the, from the, uh, having your soul stolen or wasted uh, in pursuit of something you can't keep. Let me finish with this. Let's say a man does gain almost the whole world. Let's say Hitler had won World War II and he conquered the United States, North, South America, and every major continent. Let's just say Nazism ruled over everything and the Third Reich was, was rebuilt like he dreamed it could be. And then he'd get old and die and have to face God with his sin. You don't get to keep any of this. That's why it's so futile to spend your life's energy seeking it to the place where you neglect the things of God. But, but that's why Jesus said, I believe it was in, in the last verse, uh, I think maybe it's verse 48 of Matthew chapter 5, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. May the Lord help you, give you some wisdom for your walk.